have a question for you, Scott. All right, shoot. Is it racist? Oh, here we go. Is it racist? We're going to play that game. I might not be a good gauge. I might not be a good gauge of the the racist barometer here, but but go ahead anyway. I'll I'll humor you. I'm curious. Is it racist if you're on the phone with a customer service representative and you you request to talk to somebody who is American or can speak better English? Do you think it's racist to, to to ask those that like request that? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm gonna. You can probably if, guess I've been dealing with some customer if, service reps lately. If you want, if you want, if you want a yes it. or no, if you want a yes or no from me, I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. It is racist for you to say. Can I speak to somebody who speaks English? Because obviously, the person you're on the phone with does speak English. Broken English. Regardless if they speak English poorly, or maybe they speak English just fine, they just have a thick accent that makes it hard for Americans to understand American English. Because there's so many different dialects of English, Adam. So, so I do think it's racist to say that. I've never done that. I, I've been... I've never done it, but... Oh, okay. You, know, I've, I've I, you were setting it. it up like I thought you did. I never, I never did it. I never did it, but I was thinking about oh, it. Oh, no. I know people. I, I have family members who it's a constant complaint. Oh, I had to call customer service for this, that, and the other thing. And they sent me to some call center in India. And I couldn't I said, let me speak to some American who can speak English. That makes my skin crawl. It really does. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. Uh, the devil's advocate side of that, and the reason why I'm using devil's advocate is because I was dealing with the same situation that mm-hmm. I'm going to have to explain earlier this week. The problem with that is there's a lot of times where you get somebody and you're trying to explain your situation, and you you waste like 15 minutes having the same conversation over and over again because they don't understand what you're trying to say, but you're saying it just fine. You know, I had that problem this week when I was calling about my phone. I have an issue. I had to call into Samsung and I talking to a representative and I, I don't know. They could have been they sounded like they might have been Indian of origin, like they had like that kind of accent where it's like English, but like a little Indian accent. Um, and I was talking to him, going back forth with my issue, explaining to him. I must have explained to this woman about a dozen times. We must have the same conversation about a dozen times where I have an issue and she's giving me a solution. I say, well, I can't do that solution. Is there another place I can, like, is, like, she wanted me to send my phone in. I said, I can't send my phone in right now. Is there, like, a place that I can go to, like, even in Pittsburgh that I could go down to fix it? And we were having this back forth conversation and then it reverted around to her saying, but you could just send it in to us and we could have our technicians look at it. I was like, well, no, I just told you I can't send it in. And I had that same conversation about a dozen times because she couldn't – I don't think she could understand me fully or whatever. I mean that's unfortunate and I've done it too. I think we've all done it. We've all had to call customer service and been sent to a foreign call center. And I admit – I admit it is annoying. It truly is. Now I've never – flipped out or said the thing like let me speak to somebody who can speak English. I've never done that. But hey, Adam. It's capitalism. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Here's and they can pay those people cents on the dollar. That's why I love Disney so much, man. You call Disney, you call Walt Disney World, you're speaking to a customer service representative here in this country. And I, I've had great customer service 
representatives in the Walt Disney Corporation. But yes, other things, it's usually foreign, and I do have trouble with it too. Yes. Well, let me let me let me tell you this. After having this dozen conversation, ask me this question: Did my problem get solved? Did my question get answered? Did your problem get solved, and did your question get answered? No, it didn't. It, it's not solved at all. Like I didn't get a, I didn't get an answer, and well, I didn't. You know, get you can like send that. your phone in to their technician, and apparently, can I can send look. my phone to the technician <laughs> and have them take a look at it. It's it's mainly it's not even mainly about sending my phone, and it's mainly about it's an issue on their end, a software issue that should be covered on my warranty. But she was explaining to me, you can send the phone here, but there's no guarantee we're going to pay for it to get it fixed. Like. Because there's no guarantee it's going to still be under warranty, <laughs> and it's and it's an issue of explaining. Well, it's like, well, I'm not going to do that. Then just give me a place around here or somewhere close. You know, it's it's the age old argument you and I have. You have an Android, right? Or, yeah. And I have the iPhone, <laughs> and we always say which one's better, which one's one thing you can do. And I've 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 only ever had to do this one time. I know a lot of people who who've had to do a lot more. I've had one problem with my phone that I had to go to an Apple store. And see an Apple genius, and they fixed the problem for me. And I had to drive about an hour, a little over an hour away to go to a mall that still existed that had an Apple store, and they took care of me. There's no Android stores, are there? There's no, no, there's no Android stores. There are. That's one thing. You have one to go thing to a, iPhone's got you there. One well, that's thing. because there's. That's because Apple is this one condensing. It's not like there's like the Apple whatever. Like Android software exists on many different types of phone, whereas Apple software only exists on the products that they make themselves. So that's a difference. But like Android, you have to go to a third party. So the reason why it voided, would have possibly voided my warranty was because I cracked my, fo- my phone screen. I had to get it fixed. I had to get fixed for a third party, which I had insurance on my phone for it. The third party that Walmart sent me to is not a Samsung-affiliated third party. So that's why I could have avoided my warranty. I'm telling you, man. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Sorry, but not my pig, not my farm. I don't know, I don't know how to help you with that problem. But... No, you can't help me. Okay. There's Nobody can help me. I help those who help myself. Well... Keep us posted. Let us know how it turns out. Yeah. I have a fun story about about the customer service, though, before we move on here. This is, this is interesting. I haven't got a chance to tell this story on the podcast yet. But it goes to show you that you're having some issues with customer service with a foreign call center. But you could just as easily have customer service issues with a white, American-English-speaking person face-to-face. So a couple weekends ago, I, I went to a wedding. I've had, actually had two weddings. The last wedding, I was, I was a groomsman, so I got the tuxedo and everything. That was fine. But the wedding before this, I wasn't in the wedding. I was just attending it. A friend of the family. Good wedding. Looking forward to it. Well, it was a really super fancy black tie, white tie affair. Like Why's it going to be black? Really super- Why's it got to be white? I, that's it's just what they're called. Age old joke. Okay. So, like, basically, really dressed up. So, I have a suit. My real dressy suit was kind of old. Didn't really fit me that well anymore. My other suit that I typically wear isn't as dressy as it needed to be. So, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go rent a tuxedo. Just walk into our local tuxedo joint. Say, hey. I'm not with a wedding. I just I just need a tuxedo for a couple weekends from now. Plain and simple. That's what I want to do. 
walked into this tuxedo place, and the one half of it is a laundromat, like a dry cleaners, I should say, like like a nice yeah. dry cleaners. The other half is a tuxedo rental. There's a kid there. He's probably about 21 years old, and he's standing there in gym shorts and a wife beater. It was really hot this day, and he like was surprised when I came in the door. He like quickly like runs into the back of the room. He comes out wearing the same clothes, but he's got a white like tuxedo button up shirt over top of his wife beater. Like like yeah. basically it was in the back room and he threw it on real quick to come out. Yeah. Looked really weird. <laughs> he was all sweaty. Hey, he was trying. And he was all sweaty and he's like so I tell I tell him the deal. And he was he was talking in circles. He kept saying, Oh, well, what wedding are you with? And I said, okay. I said, well, I'm not with any wedding. I just want to rent a tuxedo for myself to go to this wedding. He goes, okay, well, what are the colors? I said, I honestly have no idea what the colors are. I said, but but that doesn't really matter. I said, I'm just going to do like black and white. Like, that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, and he like, he's like, I wanted to get suspenders. So I'm like, okay, so I'll get suspenders, and he sized me off the suspenders. He's like grabbing my nuts, like doing this whole check, and really, really, really weird. Hey, buy so me then, dinner first. So then he, then he does that, and then he comes back, and he's like, so what color vest did you want to get? I'd already told him. I'm like, I told you, like, we we're going to get a black black vest. He's like, okay. He's like, now what color is the rest of the bridal party wearing? And I'm like, I stopped at this point, and I'm like, okay. I don't know if you're not understanding this. I'm not in the bridal party. I am not involved in the wedding at all. I am just going. I just need a tuxedo to wear to this wedding. I had to tell him that so many times. And then a little bit later, he's like, so are we going to, are you going to do like suspenders with this? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the ones you already fitted me for. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, you know, I never asked you my na- your name. So I told him my name. And then, then a little bit later, he's like, I never asked you your name. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you did. I said, you wrote it down. It's right there. So then I told him the date. He messed the date up three times after I'm telling you. He's writing it wrong. So then I start to realize what's going on. He's on something. Yeah. He's say, completely he's fucked up. I think he was doing meth or heroin before I walked in there. I think I, I think he was chasing the dragon. That's why he was surprised. I think he was chasing the dragon on the clock, and and I caught him off guard. And it was just a disaster. My white Kristen was with me. He kept asking. He's like, he's like, so what color dress are you wearing? Is it gonna be white? Is it gonna be ivory? She'd be like, I'm not the bride. I'm not getting married. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a nightmare dude it was the worst customer service i've ever had i'm not going to give any names out but it was it was i'll never go back to this place again now they got me my tux and it was fine i wore it to the wedding and everything turned out great it was just wow so it goes to show you it goes to show you can have bad service no matter what country they hail from yeah, but you would have been justified if there were other people there to ask for a different person to help you. He was the only person. I, that's that, yeah. what I mean. Like, if there were other people there, though, you would have been justified yeah. and asked them to help you. So somebody else help. Yeah. So, 
Well, welcome back. Yes, we're back again. We're back. Our last show was fun. It was a two-parter. Our buddy Watkins came on. And yeah. That was fun. The, the It was a great, great show, but he got really drunk as it went on. We he all did. did. We he all did. did, but he was... He was day drinking before he came on the show. Yeah, he uh, he went to a Renaissance fair, so he was a uh, he was a little little Buzzly Berkeley when he came. So the second half of the show got a little off the rails, if you will, a little bit. Yeah, but the first part I think was one of our better shows in a long time. So Dude, it's all content. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. content. Hey, what you drinking? Uh, I am drinking currently the uh, Jackie's Jackie O's Pub. Raz wheat raspberry wheat ale. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm just I'm just drinking that real quick. I got another beer lined up uh, a little later. The St. Paul girl, the St. Oh, Pauli girl, St. Pauli girl. Yeah, yeah. St. Pauli's girl is an import. It's a German beer. It's, yeah. it's it's much more common. The Jackie O's raspberry wheat is very good. It's from Jackie O's Brewery in Athens, Ohio. Where my nephew, my nephew goes to Ohio University that's there. And they have this beer everywhere. You can go to like any local beer store and get this. It, it's one of my favorites. But I want to talk about my beer. That's why I was bringing it up. So I'm trying something new. And I got to be honest, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. So there's a new drink going around. It is the Pabst Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. You lost me at hard coffee. Oh, it's hard coffee. It wasn't the because pa- you're not a fan of PBR. No, I'm not a fan. I'll I'll try n- new PBR if it comes out. Like I won't buy it, but if somebody's like, "Hey, it's new PBR," we're like, "All right, whatever." You know, so I'm a PBR fan. We've talked about it on the show. It's probably my favorite cheap beer. If I'm gonna go cheap beer, I'm gonna get PBR over many other things. I just I like it a lot. And I saw this hard coffee PBR. And I've heard good things about people are raving about how good it is. So I wanted to give it a try. Now, I like PBR, but I'm not a coffee drinker. We've talked about this yeah. on the show before, too. I don't do coffee. But lately, Adam, there's a lot of coffee beers yeah, that is. are like stouts or porters. And they use coffee to do a lot of the coloring. The darker looking beers, they use coffee to, to color it. And you get a little bit of a hint of a coffee or a chocolate when you drink those ones. And I used to not like those either, but they've grown on me. It must really? be an must be an acquired taste. Yes. Yeah. So I've been really into like coffee beers lately. So I saw this and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna give it a try. Well, this isn't a coffee beer. This is a spiked coffee. That's the difference. Mm. So when you look at it, I poured it into it. It looks like a very creamered up coffee. That's yeah, I'm cold. looking at it. It looks like uh, looks like chocolate milk almost. Yeah, and I that's good because I took a drink of it. It almost tastes like an alcoholic YooHoo. Do you remember YooHoo? I remember you. That's, yes, that sounds gross. So <laughs> as I read this can, it's actually there's milk in here okay. for real milk. Not for fake milk, for reals, for reals, for reals, for reals cow, milk. right from a cow, milk in here. I don't think I can do it. No? I, it's just the milk. Is it because it's too thick? Bothered my stomach. Is it, it like too thick? Is it sitting at the bottom? It's not what like... I wanted. It's not what I wanted. I wanted a coffee flavored beer, not an alcoholic coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. 
And that's not what I'm getting here. So I'm not too much a fan of it. So I'm going to give the Paps Blue Ribbon hard coffee if we're doing beer of the show, if we're rating. Which might as well. Might as well. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a point five. It's a low. I don't like it. Low. I don't like it. Score. Now, if you're somebody who loves coffee, which is a lot of people, my wife would probably love this. Then you'll probably like this. But it's not for me. It's not what I was expecting, and I'm going to not drink anymore. Instead, I've got on my backup a go-to icy light. Oh, the classic. Good old Iron City Light. Iron. Arr. Pittsburgh's famous. So I'm going to make do with this. <coughs> so we both watched a couple movies. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I want to talk about these movies. I've been going to the theater like a madman really? lately. Yeah, in the past month or so... I've gone and seen three movies in the movie theater. Holy shit. Three. That's like usually three a year that you usually go to. I will tell you all three movies I went and saw, I took my kids with me. <laughs> so there's that. So yeah. you, that's how you yeah. got away with it. So that tells you what kind of movies I was seeing. Well, what movies did you see? Well, the first one I watched was Aladdin, the live action remake of Aladdin. The second one I watched was... Toy Story 4, Disney Pixar's Toy Story 4, and the final one I saw was the live-action remake of The Lion King, Disney's The Lion King. So there were three Disney movies that I went and saw. I've seen two-thirds of those movies. I yes. saw Aladdin and I saw Lion King. Those are, those are movies we want to talk about. Okay. We wanna, we wanna t- I, wanna, I do want to talk about those movies. Let's do I it. Gotta, I, got, I got a lot to say. I think okay. I, I feel like I got a lot of, a lot of opinions. Very opinionated. Now, we talked... I did not see Toy Story. I did not see that, though. So. Okay. Well, I'll, I don't want to give any spoilers for Toy Story if you haven't seen it yet, but there are some things I'd like to mention about it if we have yeah. time. But I do want to start with Aladdin. Yeah, obviously. And um, we did talk about it on the show, but it was out of pure speculation. We critiqued the trailer, and we talked about some of our thoughts <coughs> about it. Yeah. So now that we've both actually seen the film, we can have a, a better discussion about it and i was wrong i was wrong about whenever i was talking about i saw the scene uh just online briefly they were advertising it the scene where aladdin first comes back as ali uh, from a babwa and the whole scene i was like oh it doesn't look like genie's using magic it doesn't look like you know he's zipping around like he did in the other one i was wrong it was it was a cool scene it was a really really fucking cool scene mm-hmm. and there's a lot of really cool things that i will say about this movie um, I think I'm gonna start with positives. I'm trying to be a positive individual. I'm, okay. I'm, trying, to, wow. I'm trying to be positive, more positive these days. So I want to start with Mr. Cynic here is yeah. trying to turn over oh, new leaf. Me. I've got some negatives. Okay, I've got some okay. negatives. Okay. but I want to start with some positives. I really enjoyed a lot of the casting in this movie. Will Smith even wasn't bad. He was not a bad genie at all. And there was a lot of people that were worried about him. I don't know if you were you you weren't one of the people worried about that, were you? No, no, I wasn't worried because I love Will Smith. He's yeah, me a ta- too. He's a talented actor. I knew he would do well. Yeah, he was. Will Smith was a pretty good. It didn't take anything from Robin Williams his performance as Genie in the original line. Which, by the way, for those of you who, and I know you're one of these people, Scott, who say you should take each movie as its own individual thing and not judge it on its past ones. You're wrong. You have no choice. It's a reboot. It's a movie recreated from a previous movie you have no choice but to judge it from the previous one so that's what i'm gonna do that a lot so the story aladdin and his magic lamp predates the 1992 disney movie yeah it yeah it comes from uh 
it comes from Alibaba and his forty thieves. It's like a, it's like a tale. Yeah. And so I mean, just, almost like a tale as old as time. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I I will be basing it off that, but the casting casting was good. I I like the person who played Aladdin. I like. The actress who played Jasmine, I really enjoyed. Naomi them. Scott, yes, Naomi Scott, and is incredible. Yes, first of all, she's gorgeous. Mena Masoud, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that last name right, was the person who played Latin. I really enjoy how they didn't whitewash the cast. Which oh yeah, that was amazing. Disney is notorious for doing that. They did not do that, which is great. Naomi Scott was incredible. She can sing like an angel. She's beautiful. I can't say enough good things about her. She's awesome. Yeah. She's absolutely incredible. The I think if I had any problem with Aladdin, the Aladdin character that they wrote, not the not the actor, the actor was great, but if I had a problem with the Aladdin character, it was mainly there was a for me there was a bit of an inconsistency with his character sometimes where there was a lot of times where we all know Aladdin from the Disney movie. He's a he's not he's like a jokester. He's a guy that likes to have a good fun and good time. He likes to joke around a lot, and he seems like a very confident person most of the time in those movies. And the in this one, he's portrayed that way as well, but it switches on its head a decent amount of times. Like when he first becomes Prince Ali, and he's on he's you know on that camel chariot behind uh, Abu the elephant, mm-hmm. and like it seems like he's really nervous, and he's like, uh, I don't know if I should be up here. Whereas in the cartoon, he was real confident, like, yeah, look at me, I'm suave, I'm fucking cool as shit. And even when he met the Sultan, like it was a funny, it was a very funny sequence, him fucking up what he was saying the entire. Yeah, what day. were they talking about? He was talking about jams and jellies. Jam- and jams and jellies which was not in the cartoon which yeah it wasn't they added a lot they added a lot it it just felt weird that for like the first part of the movie aladdin was really cool like that and then he just switched on a dime like uh, 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 uh i'm really really nervous person now i don't know what i'm doing i never realized that in the original because i've i've since rewatched the cartoon my kids i took my daughters they loved they loved aladdin that they came home they wanted to watch the cartoon and we did and i, I never put two and two together but jasmine only sings one song in the cartoon and it's a duet yeah. with aladdin it's a whole new world which is a great song but she they added songs for her multiple songs yeah a couple yeah and could be, she deserved them. Yeah, they were, she was great. She I, deserved they were amazing. them. Amazing. Like they could have given her two more, and I would have been angry. Like, yeah. and you know me, I'm I'm not one for like the whole adding songs. Like I criticized the Beast song from yes. Being the Beast. Yes. These songs were good. Yeah. They were very good. I was not dissatisfied with them at all. They added a lot of scenes. They added a lot of jokes. They added a lot of songs. And and how do you feel about the additions compared to the original? the additions? Um, the additions I thought were fine. Like the joke, the joking around. First of all, you gotta. A lot of what Robin Williams did was improving. Like he did, like when he did his right. voiceover work, it was very much even like his acting it was very much a lot of improving. Yeah. So the animators and the writers had to kind of like work around a little bit. Like he would say and do a lot of things, and it felt like Will Smith was doing his own thing right. as the genie, and it was really cool and it was different. Mm-hmm. The jokes, I'm happy that they didn't keep like try to keep all the same jokes. I'm happy they did their own jokes, and it was funny. Like I, I genuinely laughed at a lot of things, and it's. I was definitely satisfied with a lot of the additions. Yes. Okay. Because that they I even would... add. They even added. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But they even added like a 
per- like a head of the guard character, which is really cool. Yeah. Like you like these up to now, these guys have been like nameless, faceless people for the most part. They had like a head of the guard character, so you can kind of sympathize with him a little bit. And I mean, he was in the cartoon too, but he was just a mindless automaton who was doing nothing but trying to catch Aladdin at the beginning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The the one jump song, yeah. That, one jump. He was in that song, but now they actually gave him substance in this movie. Yeah, which is cool. Which which was very cool. Yes, yes. Uh, they added. I I like Jasmine's assistant, her her servant. She oh, was yeah. really cool. Oh yeah, she, she was important part. Yeah, she was. She was extremely cool. I really liked her. Her lady in waiting, I guess you would say. Yeah, who was like not really like a servant, like more like a best friend and sister to Jasmine because they talked like fucking friends all the time how did you feel about the actor who played jafar okay we're gonna delve into a little negative when i talk about him See, delve like a little negative him. i like them i like the actor a lot i thought he played and the negative is not going to be with the actor and the character itself it's going to be with disney it's the actor was great he was i, play, I thought he played a pretty decent jafar he was or at least a, he played a pretty decent villain not a good jafar but he was a good villain that's what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple scenes, I, if I'm remembering correctly, he had like this classic villain cackling scene. Like where like, oh, you know, I'm winning and I'm doing thing. And he, he does thing where like he laughs. Do you remember Matrix? The second movie when Agent Smith comes back and he, he makes a copy of himself. And you've got, I can't remember the actor's name. He's got that weird, he's got a weird cackling scene where he's like laughing, but his teeth are showing and his voice around. It looks like he's forcing it out. It kind of looked like that. So I will say he needs to work on his evil laugh a little bit, but I thought he was fine. My problem is with Disney and the way they're doing villains. Their villains suck. They used to have amazing villains. The villains used to be the most, one of the most compelling characters in their Disney stories. I agree. I agree. The Disney villains now all suck. With the exception of Gaston and Beauty and the Beast, I thought he was pretty cool. But yeah. it's going to bleed into Lion King. Lion King, their version of Scar sucked. Well, we'll talk about that next. Yeah. But Jafar sucked. He was terrible. I thought he was good. I thought he was more realistic. <laughs> you know, I, I that's w- not why. What if if we're going to go realistic, then we shouldn't have a genie flying around shooting magical no, bolts but, out of his fingers. So. But in history, in, in lore, in legend. Genies existed in the Middle East in their culture. Yeah, legend. Right. Myths. But Jafar, and I love You know the, who else existed? Pegasuses and unicorns and centaurs. Right. It, they all existed in myths. And the, we make movies on those too, Adam. Movies aren't real. Then it's not realistic. But the human so. the human aspect of it can be portrayed more realistic. Because, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> because in the cartoon, you have to admit, as much as we like Jafar... He was a little cartoony. You know why? Because it was a fucking cartoon. That's what I love about He was about very him. campy and cartoony. There was the scene which they, which I kind of wish they would have done this, but they didn't. The scene where they're in the palace fighting and he becomes the sorcerer and he makes all those puns. Yeah. Get the point. <laughs> That's See what how I wanted. Snake like I can be. That's what I fucking but wanted. They didn't do that because that was corny and campy and cartoony and it fit in the cartoon. They took that out. They made this Jafar more realistic. But you and, can do and you, like, you loved to hate him. You can and I do that was good. You can do live action that has those silly cartoony aspects of joking and you can you can do it so they work for on film. They did that with, with 
Tony Stark, he's a basically a cartoon fucking character. Everything he says is a joke. Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy, he's a cartoon Thor character. Thor Ragnarok had a lot of cartoons. Exactly. Nostalgia. You can do so you, you, can, you can do that in live but action. But they're not and based off of something that already exists. Really? Because Thor is all fucking mythology. So it potentially could have existed. I'm talking about movies. I yes, know. mythology and comic books, they do exist in a different medium. You actually have another movie that people people are notorious for sucking because they compare it too much to something else. I take it I I take it for what it is. You said I was wrong, and that's fine, but that's what I do. So I love Jafar. The only character that I would be a little bit boring. critical about would be Aladdin. Would be the character who played the title character Aladdin. He was the one I just you didn't feel for him as much no, you as didn't. you did in the cartoon. Like, you saw how well, much his street rat life sucked. They 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 pushed the street rat song until almost the end of the fucking movie. Like, the riffraff, street rat. They pushed that to the after he was fucking Ali Bob. I'm like, what? Yes. Like, there was no introduction to him. There was no bringing him in because we're already supposed to know who he is. It just popped right into his one jump song. Yeah. You know? Well, here's the thing. That's my other criticism. I'm like, oh, we're going right to this now. This okay. is my other criticism that I have also with The Lion King we'll talk about later is for some reason I feel like when I watch both those movies, they rush the beginning. They rush the opening of both those movies. Like, they rush the beginning, definitely. You were just getting it. You know, and well, I, I have a theory why for Aladdin. Because Will Smith is in the fucking movie. So they were rushing. They'd be like, we got to get to the fucking genie they Will want, Smith They shit. want Will Smith. They paid big bucks to have him in this movie. Yeah. They want him to get some screen time, for sure. The- but that's not even what I'm going to say. I'm going to say as, <clears throat> besides Aladdin, keeping it real, Iago. That's Yes, thank you. Thank you. Iago, Gilbert Godfrey, who played the voice of the original Iago, hilarious. Great sidekick character, great comedic relief, but they tried to make this parrot a more realistic parrot. But you like real Scott. I thought you liked the real aspect I do. of life. I you know, do. You, that was your. That was your. What you loved about Jafar, the real aspect. So this is a real fucking. I parrot. like how they pulled it off with Jalar, Jafar. Jafar. I don't <laughs> like. I don't like how they pulled it off with Iago. I Eagle, missed. I terrible. missed. They terrible. turned him into that giant thing. You know, like a big-ass fucking eagle phoenix thing or whatever. Yeah, and just... he was, like, chasing them down. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. It's... Iago was terrible, okay? You can... That was a perfect example, and it's it's going to bleed over to what I'm going to say about The Lion King, but it was like... You can have cartooniness with live action, and it work. You can do that. You can fucking do that. You do... Disney, you did that with fucking all the Avengers shits. Like, you can do that. You can have cartoon shit, and it work. I, w- I wanted... First of all... When Jafar became Genie, pretty pretty cool sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked cool. Um, but when B- Jafar became Genie and he got sucked into the lamp, he never said fucking Iago. Like, Iago was trying to run. He's like, you're coming with me, bird. And he grabbed him out of the fucking midair. And I was like, that's an awkward fucking line. I didn't like that line either. So I caught that line. awkward. I was like, this is stupid. I caught that line. I thought that was yeah. weird. But my... Big one, another big criticism I have. We moved on to the criticism part of the show. Um, the final, the final scene, the final scenes with Jafar and Aladdin and them quote battling it out. Like, where was my giant snake? 
where was my Aladdin, you know, getting out one of those uh, scimitars and just going after the snake and just fighting him and stuff like that. And Jeannie cackling jokes in the background. Like, where was that scene? That was so that was such a good scene. You can't you almost couldn't do without that. Like it was that was terrible. So here's something I'm going to be critical about. Again, they're keeping it more realistic. Keeping it real. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep it real. If you compare it to the cartoon, which is what we're going to do here for a minute. So here's what I wondered. Aladdin had such a hard time freeing the genie because he still wanted the genie's power. He wanted genie to to still make him Prince Ali. You know, the, you yeah. know the whole story. Yeah. So that was the whole thing. And that kind of happened in this too. He reneged on freeing him. I get that. But in the cartoon, once the end of the movie happens and Aladdin does free the genie, guess what the genie still has? Magical powers? He still has fucking magical powers. He just has no master. He has no master. So he can do what he wants. So if you would have freed him, you idiot, he's your friend. He probably still would have used his magic on his own accord to help you out. And then Jafar could have never done anything with him. You don't have a fucking problem. In this version, once he freed him, he's a guy now. He's a dude. He's He's not zero magic anymore. And the cool part, spoiler if you haven't seen this yet, heavy spoiler, how he starts a family. He start. He's telling the story at the beginning of the movie. He marries the lady in waiting of Princess Jasmine, and they get married and have kids. And I love that. I thought that got me in the feels, man. I like. I did like that too. I did. But he's a regular guy now. Once. Aladdin freed him. He has no magic powers anymore. The cartoon, he still had the magic powers. Yeah. He was still blue. He could still fly. This one, he turned into freaking Will Smith. He was the fresh prince now on a boat. <laughs> I'd watch that shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that... I agree with you. I think it was stupid. I think it was a dumb, stupid choice. I think their thought process was he had, he was a human before. And then he became a genie, kind of in the same vein that Jafar is now a genie now. And without mm-hmm. those cuffs, to, like when he be, right. he's wish he free, that not only releases him, but it releases his power back to the universe. That would be my guess. It's dumb. It's stupid. I agree with you. It's dumb. It's not what I wanted out of it. Like, I have no I, problem with it. I don't. No, it's I just, dumb. It's different. It's very different. And that's, that's the key word that I want to bring up, because when we talk about The Lion King next... I want to talk about when you're comparing the live-action Aladdin to the original cartoon, the keyword I want there is different. Yeah. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready to do ready. Lion Let's King do now? Cause Lion I, King. Because Lion King's isn't that your favorite animated it's my Disney favorite movie? favorite Disney movie. Good. So Aladdin's my second, but Lion oh, King is my... Oh, these are your top two, then. Yeah, so Lion King's my favorite. Okay, so I want to hear your thoughts, then, on what you thought about the live-action Lion King. Um... You're more positive. Why don't we start with you? Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> so I'll go. I'll jump right into it. I'll get right into the meat and potatoes of the matter. What I said about Aladdin was different. They changed a lot of things. They added a lot of things. They took a lot of things away. Lion King, kid you not, to me was almost a couple little things here, not big things. Was a shot for shot remake. You're right. You are 100% right. Which I agree with you. I did not expect. I agree with you. Because they do not do that. <laughs> and people like you and on the internet folks are mad. Well, why didn't 
Beauty and the Beast have this scene like the cartoon? Why didn't Jungle Book have this scene like the cartoon? Why didn't Aladdin have this scene like the cartoon? So I think Disney was finally like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're going to give you the same fucking movie, just with actual real fucking lions. They looked awesome. They looked like real fucking lions. Yeah, they did. It was incredible how well they looked. So I think realism <laughs> is Disney's problem right now. I think that's I think that's the problem with these movies at the moment because I agree with you. It was a shot for shot remake, basically of they changed a few things. There are a few things very to change. slight things, <clears throat> very slight things. Um, yeah. A couple big things, a couple big things, but it, a couple big things in my opinion that you might not realize until I bring it up to you. But yes, you're right. It was a, basically a shot for shot remake, which I didn't mind. I did not have a problem with the shot for shot remake. It would that that was not my problem. My problem is. And this is getting to the realism part. I think Disney took it too far with Lion King. They took realism a little too far. Here's why. Lion, great thing about the original Lion King was you felt it was an emotional story. First of all, it's fucking Hamlet. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's Hamlet. Hamlet so, with lions. Yeah, yeah, that's all okay. it is. But it was an emotional fucking story. Like You mm. felt the sadness, the joy, the love. Can you feel the love tonight, Can Scott? you feel the love tonight? You could feel it with the original Lion King. It was so good. It was you could feel the emotion and everything, and the voice acting and the animation, everything. This movie, I felt almost no fucking emotion for it at all, like almost none. And that, here's why: it's because they're real fucking they're animals. real fucking lions, and I don't yes. fucking care. I love animals, but I don't f- you. Animals don't express themselves facially, like with facial features, like you would see in a real person. So you can't have that moment where Jasmine is feeling super sad about the fact that, you know, it's a man's world and she's being told to be quiet. It's a man's world. Yeah. And then she turns around and has that song where she can magically make guards disappear in thin air. Um, You don't have that moment in Lion King because they're real animals. They don't express themselves like that. You can you get in the voice a lot. A lot of the voice acting was good. And you get it, you get that expression of voice, but the problem is that voice is attached to a plain face on a warthog or on a lion. And they CGI like the mouths moving when they talk. Right. But I think they didn't go far enough. I think they went too far to the other side of the spectrum. I think it would have done them better if they would have animated the eyes a little bit so that you could have like eyebrows raising or like expressions, like like very subtle expressions to like show yeah, they're actually feeling this, and this is what's going on. Like, I felt nothing in the movie. I didn't give a shit. I did not care. I did not care when Simba was crying about Mufasa being dead. Spoilers. I mean, if that's a spoiler for you, you got a problem. Yeah. Because I got the feels at that part. <laughs> the scene in the cartoon where Mufasa dies, still to this day, <clears throat> makes me emotional. Yeah. So I knew going into this that I was going to get emotional in that scene. And I did. But I probably would have been more emotional had I not been mentally prepared. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I knew it was coming. But I thought it was so similar. So similar. It was, it was very similar. Which, um, is, which is different than the other live action remakes they've done. They changed all of those a lot more than they changed this movie. This movie is the is the only one that is the truest to its original counterpart. It is. You're you're not wrong. It is. Um, I'm question. I'm questioning some of the casting choices they did in this movie. Um, 
Roll with me here for a second. Roll with me, okay? I'll go with you. Yeah, go go with me here. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this name because I can never remember. Chihuahua El Ejiofor, the voice of Scar. Okay. I, I can't, I can, I, I butchered that. Super sorry. Um, bad Scar. Very bad Scar, in my opinion. Um, you, it's really hard to replace uh, Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy Irons. Irons is it's incredible. really hard to replace him. He's a very, very charismatic, talented English actor. Right. And I so think they wanted to keep it African. They did. Because, and, that's, and that's fine. Right. He had no, once again, substance to him. He had no scar like Jafar was villainous, scary, evil, but also had like a lighter side in the sense of like joking around or like sarcasm or like the charm that you love in those villains where like, I hate that villain, but he's really, I'll give you that. Like he had no, Scar had no fucking charm in this movie. Okay. I'll give you zero. He didn't even sing the fucking, uh, be prepared song. He talked it. He talked to be prepared. Yes, and I, he didn't sing it. And that's my favorite song in the whole it. fucking movie. Jeremy Iron kills that song. Oh, he does. And this guy <clears throat> talked it. Okay, here, here's what here's what leaves me scratching my head. Okay, go. You, it's your turn to go with yeah, me on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm on the train. So say say you're the cast. You're the, you're, you're the caster. You see what is it called when you're the casting director? Casting director of this movie. Okay, so James Earl Jones is cast to play Mufasa. Again. How could you not, though? That's fine. I'm fine with that. So, you haven't taken off the table of casting the original cast. Because you did it with him. Yeah. Okay. So, then you say, okay, well, we want to keep them African. Okay. Then why the fuck is Zazu always fucking English? Okay, so... (laughs) So Rowan yeah. Atkinson, yeah. Rowan Atkinson, famous for Mr. Bean, yeah. was the great. original Zazu. Did He's a great, great job. Great job. And then they make John Oliver, do who I love John Oliver, and I he did a good John job Oliver. too. I do have criticism about but the Zazu. Why does Zazu have to be an English dude? Where does it say that that a hornbill from Ab has to be an, played by an English actor? I think it's more along the lines of he's a king's assistant and you're thinking about nobility and who who says nobility okay, more than that, the English. I like that. that. That makes sense. My point is, why wouldn't you just put Jeremy Irons in a yeah, scar? Yeah. Because you you already cast James Earl Jones as both. You already put an English guy in here. So it doesn't have to be all new people. It doesn't have to be all African people. You could have easily made Jeremy Irons yeah. be scar again and nobody would have been Rogan mad about it. fucking Pumbaa. Seth, Seth Rogen was pretty good, though. He, he was, he was Seth good. Rogen was pretty good. Um, Billy Eichner was fucking tomorrow. Yeah, so you had two Eichner. other white boys in there. Come yeah, on. Yeah, they're white. Yeah. So I don't like, know. I, what, what, what's the... What's the scratch, makes me scratch my head, though. I, the casting. Like, I wasn't sure. Go back and re-listen to Be Prepared, with the original Jerry, Jeremy Irons. Go on Spotify. I've done that. I've done that a couple times. I've <laughs> I've gone back and re-listened to... your homework. A, I've gone back and re-listened to a couple like Disney songs I like just occasionally, and mm-hmm. Be Prepared is one of them. And... Like, this is how good Jeremy Irons is. Go back, like, you remember the, the line where it's like, thick as you are, pay attention. Listen to Jeremy Irons just use the word thick. When he says that, he says it with such emphasis and just such, just, just grizzliness, just grizzliness behind, like, evilness behind it, that you're like, ooh, it gives, it gives you goosebumps every yeah. single time he does it. And you got nothing from Scar. And it's like, nothing, none of that. No charm, none of that. And I did not like the fact that they had to add the backstory of... Apparently, Scar was in love with Nairo, uh, uh, Nero, yeah. Nero, Sarabi. Sarabi, yeah, sorry. 
like I I think of the name. Um, I didn't I don't like that because it was a wasted scene. You like once again it has the same criticism of it rushed the beginning a lot. I think they did a lot. They rushed it to the beginning to the point where they added new scenes of like. I don't need the backstory of Scar was in love with Sarabi because that doesn't add anything to the fucking story at all. It literally adds zero to the story. Scar didn't need any more motivation for hating Mufasa. He didn't need any more. He had enough. I've seen the movie. He had enough. So... I mean, his motivation is purely <coughs> selfish. He wanted to be the fucking king. He wanted to be the king, but then he made this whole big deal when that that scene with Sarabi of like, well, you know, you chose him over me, blah, blah, blah this, that, and the other thing. It's like, un- totally unnecessary. Yeah. Bullshit. Um, you mentioned John Oliver as Azu. Yeah. I love John Oliver. I think he's hilarious. I love, I, I love his work. I wasn't a fan of his Azu. And the reason why is it felt very robotic. It felt like he was like, okay, they hired me to be the other English guy because Rowan Atkinson did it. He was great, so they want another English guy to do it. He's it felt like he was he was trying it felt like he was trying to differentiate differentiate himself so much from Rowan Atkinson see, I didn't as see- just the other English guy that it was very it felt like Siri was I felt reading. like he was reading Rowan Atkinson's lines. No, the line felt, yeah. the lines were the same, yeah. but his delivery of it felt like you delivery were, was different. Delivery was like you read into Siri, and Siri repeated back to you in an English accent. That's kind of <laughs> it felt very robotic. So that would be my criticism. My last major criticism for the acting or the the casting would be young Mufasa or not young or young Simba. Young Simba voice actor was terrible. He could sing, but he was terrible. Uh, the, the person was terrible. Where was Jonathan Taylor Thomas when we needed him? I know, right? <laughs> you felt you felt nothing from that actor. You felt zero, like like even from the voice, like the scene where he's in trouble because he went to the uh, elephant graveyard, and you could Jonathan Taylor Thomas criticize him all you want. You could tell like he was scared. Yeah, it was great. like when he's yeah. talking to Fawcett. You felt none of that. Like the every single time he's in trouble or scared, he had the same inflection of curiosity. Like really. Should I not have gone to the Elf Alert? Why shouldn't I have done that, Dad? Like it was just, yeah. it was terrible. Did you god awful? Did now? Did you like Donald Glover's rendition as Grown Simba? Yes, I, I loved it. I loved. It. I think he did wonderful. So amazing. And Beyonce, everybody loved was it. everybody was so critical, so critical because so many people out there hate Beyonce. I don't know why people hate her because so many people love her. It's 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 the thing of like. It's that thing of I love her. It's that thing of like everybody loves her. Everybody thinks she's God's gift to the earth. Like she's terrible. Like she's I, I beautiful. Can't, I can't and she love sings her. like an angel. And what's she not does to like about she does her? she does have those like same crazy tendencies that some celebrities have. Like she she does do a few of those a few times. Like I heard when she had her last baby, she like rented out the entire floor of the hospital she was at. So that nobody else could be on the floor with her or some shit like that. Yeah, but I heard. So she does have the same ten celebrity she's craziness like, as some she's people like, have. Yeah, she's like, but she's public great. enemy number one to paparazzi though. She's up there with the Kardashians. I know, and, I know, but like, paparazzi make her life but that's living a, hell. But that's a that's a crazy celebrity thing to do. I would. That is. So if I had the money. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but but I'm just saying. But like, she's she's wonderful. I th- I think here's I'm gonna I say love her, I love her, I'm though. gonna say I'm gonna throw it out there, Adam. I think here's a problem why people don't like her. Is that she gets very involved in politics? I don't think that's that at all. I think she does. I don't believe she's, that at all. She's very critical of Donald Trump. 
She is no fan of his. She's no fan of the Republican Party or conservatives in general. And she performed at the halftime show a few years ago. And people attacked her saying that she was dressed Mm. like she was a Black Panther. Yeah, I I remember that. Not the... Marvel, no, 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 Black Panther. that would have been cool. Like the Black Panther, the militant yeah. group, and she she came out and said no. She's like, I was paying homage to Michael Jackson because it was the anniversary of when he performed at the Super Bowl, and they showed a side by side picture, and she's wearing basically the same fucking thing that Michael Jackson wore. That's what her costume was. But people were like, oh, she's being fucking black and militant and blah blah blah. So I think that. Has still left but a I'm bad you, taste I'm in the right winger's mouth. I'm, I do. I don't. I don't believe that because I'm telling you the reason why. I bet you the reason why people got so pissed off as much. I'm not saying this is the reason why people got pissed off, but I reason. I'm willing to bet the reason why people got so pissed off was because people love her so much, and she's she's risen up on this high platform of she should be the queen of the world, and there's a lot of people that think that, like weird things like that. So I think that the that the hate that she's getting is just. Well, I have to be on the other side of the spectrum. I can't love what everybody else loves. She's getting too much popularity. Everything she does is wrong. I don't think it's anything political. I think it's just I think it's just mm. because she's so popular that people have to, some people have to hate her for. Well, I think we'll have to agree to disagree because I certainly certainly think it's political. Cuz she made the but mistake. She was she was hated before Donald Trump. She was that, but she's, she's get, always been political, man. But what I'm saying, she was getting a lot of the hate even before Donald Trump. She's so all, before you she, her like and Jay Z. Her and Jay Z would go on beach vacations with with uh, Barack and Michelle. They're like besties with the Obamas. <laughs> and again, you see that that was before Trump and the right wing. You see that, and they hate Obama, so they hate the they hate Beyonce and Jay Z for the same damn reason. I'm telling you, I'm thinking that it's political. You in, think everything's political, so let's, let's in today's let's day and age, it has everything has turned political. Right or wrong, it's because people make it political. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. People suck, and people make it political. Which is what you're doing right now. You're making it political. But that's the that's the climate we live in. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about liking. We're talking about liking. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about liking. You're right. She got a lot of hate for it, but she was great. She was wonderful, amazing. Donald Glover was amazing. Great. Beyonce was great. Like their duets they had was great. The the song they everything everything about them was great. I, I really enjoyed them as that. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, I thought that was pretty good. I thought That's Seth Rogen good. did a nice job. Billy Eichner as Timon, I liked it, but it's really hard to replace Nathan Lane. It's really yeah. fucking hard. Like it was, yeah. it, that was a bit rough. I, yeah. I, I, another yeah. criticism I have though is it didn't feel like Timon and Pumbaa were really friends with Simba, where you kind of got them in the cartoon. <laughs> they really, were using him. Yeah, like you got that in the cartoon where it's like, yeah, well, you know, we were using him at first, but you were friends now, like we're family. They but- did come to his aid at the end for the Battle of Pride Rock. Can we talk about the Battle of Pride Rock? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was fucking awesome. And I said, and you disagreed with me. I said. The Battle of Pride Rock was better, was more epic, I believe what I said, than the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity War. And now, I'm not talking about Endgame. The battle in yeah. Endgame, that's number one. Yeah. But the Battle of Pride Walk, Rock was more epic than the Battle of Wakanda in Infinity War. And Scott, I will have to say that might be the most foolish thing you've ever posted no. on social media because no, you true. cannot beat the fucking battle of true. The no, you can't beat you it. You think the battle of Wakanda it was more than the Endgame? One hundred. 
Then Endgame, no. Yes. Then Pride Rock, a hundred times more. The lions would fucking bite the hyenas in the middle, shake them, and throw them to their death. And how is that more epic than Black Panther and Captain America getting their shit pushed in by a bunch of those Shatari warriors and just this just this moment of like, oh shit, they're gonna lose, and then a beam of light shoots down from the heavens, and Thor and Groot and Rocket come out, and that epic moment of bring me Thanos and he does that the, the music's playing and in the Bruce background goes, now you're in trouble yeah, with that weird disembodied <laughs> I'm head I'm not saying that the battle that is a hundred times more epic than the that the battle Stop. of Wakanda Stop. was good but it's just the battle Stop of pride the battle of pride fucking I'm not saying it was bad but it's not better Rafiki Rafiki take like he he didn't have his staff the whole movie like Which he did in the cartoon stupid no but then when he when the you get the reveal, I got a semi when he opened it and pulls it out like a fucking Excalibur. He pulls it out and I'm like, oh, these oh fucking hyenas are gonna die. <laughs> See, I didn't like Rafiki in this movie, so that didn't oh, give me as good. much as it was terrible. He fucking terrible. pulls his staff. He didn't fucking have his terrible. staff the whole time. In the cartoon, it was a part of him. He did not he yeah. never didn't have it. That was his fucking thing. He didn't have the staff at all until the Battle of Pride Rock. And he pulls it out of the tree of life like fucking Excalibur from the Sword in the Stone and he's whole and I'm like it's fucking I, I, I had I had the sweats. I was like, this is fucking great. He is going to Tell me Rafiki's staff was better than Thor's axe. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me that his staff was better than Thor's axe. The moment where Groot has to have that emotional moment where he hurts himself to form the fucking handle and he has to cut his arm off and that's the, you tell me that mm, you you got some you gotta you gotta it's get your priority straight first thor of all, had to forge it by holding the uh, like in the yes, actual in the sun sun in the in fucking, fucking sun. sun yes stop it stop it you're convincing yourself no now. i'm not it was so cool the battle of pride rock was so fucking foolish cool. i'm not saying it wasn't cool but it was not better than the battle of wakanda book it book it don't care uh but rafiki is my other criticism i hated rafiki in this movie oh I hate get it. out of here with that hate, hate you're it. throwing the h word around i didn't he like him fine. no he wasn't here's why here's why what i loved about rafiki once again in this movie he was too serious he was one. The voice actor was fine. I like the voice actor because he mixed a lot of some English with some African uh, dialect, and they're like African language. He was speaking African a lot of times. There were no subtitles, so you just gotta like assume or interpret what he means a lot. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I didn't like him because Rafiki, in once again in the cartoon, was like half a jokester. Like he was like he was almost insane. Like, he was an old man joking around, screwing around, but he had some wise wisdom. In this movie, he was serious all the time. Everything has to be serious. Even when he found out the Simba was alive from the fucking dust or, and the bugs and shit, he's like, serious, Simba. Yes, Simba. It, it was like, where's your fucking joy, man? Where's your lightheartedness? Like, that's what I was, that's what I was missing out of it. All that fucking lighthearted humor. Fucking awesome. Fucking so cool. Yeah. I could, I could oh. do without it. I could do without oh, it. Super get out of here with that mess. I could do without... No. It was not... Here's the thing. The movie, by itself, it was fine. 
That's that's going to be my rating for it. It was a fine movie. It was not good. It was fine. I thought it was good. It was fine. Well, you're a Disney show, so. I didn't say it was great. <laughs> I didn't say it was great. It had a lot of good things. It, it had good. a lot of good things. It brought a lot of good things. Um, Disney, I got to be honest with you, dude. Just, guys, you don't have to be so real. You can you can have a little cartoony stuff with the real stuff. Like, like come on. Oh, man. Serious. Hans Zimmer's score. That's great. Oh, jeez. When the stampede happens. Man, I I love it. My final thing that I disliked about the movie, and and this will be my final thing I disliked. Tell me if you agree with me. In the original cartoon, it felt like Scar was in charge of the hyenas. Like, from the beginning of the movie, from the first find out, oh, Scar's working with them, it felt Mm -hmm. like he was running the show. He was, you know, giving them scraps of food, and they were working for him the entire time. Whereas this movie... The entire movie felt like Scar had to justify himself to the hyenas. He felt like, because the hyenas, the one chick, I don't remember the, I never remember the hyenas' names, but Whoopi Goldberg's character in the original one, Shenzi, was like the leader in this movie. Which she really wasn't in the cartoon. Yeah. They were almost Scar evil. was the fucking leader. Yeah. Like Scar was Scar leader. Was this the leader. one is Shenzi like was the leader. This one, show. every fucking scene, it felt like not every scene, but like a lot of the scenes, it felt like Scar was constantly justifying himself to the hyenas. Where in the original was like, no, he Scar's, already had a relationship. Scar's the fucking king. Like he, he, the, the only reason why you turn on him was with that whole last line at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't like that. I was like, it's it's a weird aspect to it. It felt like Scar was less powerful than he was in the original. I didn't like that. So you loved it, is what you're saying. I would strongly recommend it, yes. Well, I recommend seeing it too. Just If you don't want to go to the movies, I don't blame you, is what I'm going to say. It made a lot of money. <laughs> and they're going to keep making a lot of money. Here's <laughs> They're going to keep making billions of dollars. They're going to come out with the next set of movies. They're going to make billions more, yep. billions more. They have gone the way of the Fast and Furious and the uh, Transformers series where it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. They're just going to make a bun- bunch of money. Well, people like you, and I, you're not the only one. I've heard a lot of people that are saying, I'm done with Disney needs to stop with the live action remakes. They need to slow down. They so need to slow down. You say slow down? Slow down. I'm not going to well, say stop, what? but they need to slow down. They're not going to stop and they're not going to slow down. If you really, truly want them to stop or slow down, then you need to speak with your money because they are making record profits each one they put out. If they keep making that kind of cash, they're going to keep one right after the other, after the other, until they're all made. Yeah. I mean, how Disney does it. They're making money off nostalgia. And that's the way to do it today, I guess, is just make money off nostalgia. It's capitalism. You make money any way you can. Yeah. So, so, good show, sir. Okay. Very good show. All right. Um, Scott. Yes. How can the people reach us at Four okay. Distraction? If you want to tell us about what you thought of the movies, what you, if you think Disney should okay. slow down or stop or give up all their money and close down. What okay. Do you, what do you guys think? All right. Well, there's a couple different ways you can get a hold of us. You can shoot us an email at foryourdistraction at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. Search for For Your Distraction on there. Like us. We post all the links to all of our shows and a lot of movie buzz. I like to post, yeah. I like to post some movie buzz on there. We're on Twitter. Search for For Your Distraction on Twitter. 
and uh, follow us on there. You can tweet us at podcast FYD. A couple different ways you can listen to the show, Adam. Our show is on SoundCloud. Search for SoundCloud. Search for your distraction on SoundCloud. Find us on there. All of our shows are on there. We are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us on there. All our shows are on there. And you can find us on the Be Real Network by searching for the Movie Guys podcast on Podbean. And you can search for the Movie Guys podcast on YouTube. We're on there. The yeah. Movie Guys are kind of like our, our sister show. And we use their site as a hub for all of our content. Yeah, for the B-Real Network. Yeah, yeah. for the B-Real Network. So it's good stuff. So check them out. You can also find all of our stuff on there. I've been I've been watching a lot of the YouTubes lately. Yeah. The YouTubers. The YouTubes. That's how old yeah. people call The YouTubes. That's, you, that's what old people call the internet. What's on the internets? I'm on the YouTubes. And um, I've been watching a lot of YouTubes. So rapid fire, Scott. Yes, sir. Top three Disney villains. Go. Captain Hook, number one. Maleficent, number two. Scar, number three. Honorable mention, Gaston. Gaston. Uh, number three, Jafar. Number two, Scar. Number one, Judge Fro- Frollo from Hunchback and Notre Dame. Good choice. Here's why Judge Frollo, because that shit was fucking real. That shit really fucking happened, so it's scary. Yeah, the the Hellfire song he sings. Hellfire. Tony J. Tony J. is such a good voice. Dude, the Hellfire song was fucking give you chills. And you know what his you know what his really evil he just wanted to bang the shit out of Esmeralda. He was a virgin and he was like, I just gotta bang one out. That's all it was. He wanted to He wanted that ass. Something he wanted to wax that thing. I wanted to bang. He out wanted one. to blast. So. He wanted to noose all over her titties. He wanted. He wanted the works, dude. <laughs> and because he couldn't, he just decides to be a dick. <laughs> tell me you didn't get a little something in your pants whenever she did that sexy dance at the beginning of the movie and stuff. Tell me, tell me that wasn't like. Mm. I mean, I have a pulse, Adam. 